Welcome to Art Ladders, The Creative Climb with Valerie Allen and Armin Mersman. This podcast is focused on interviews, features, and stories about art. It's for artists and art lovers. I'm Val. I'm the abstract artist in the group, joined by Armin, the realist. Hi, everybody. Here we are. We are on episode 43 here in the Midwest. And Armin and I are going to have one of our casual conversations today. We hope you enjoy it. So, Armin, how are you? I'm doing great. And we're going to talk about start to finish. What's the earliest thing you do before you start a piece of art? How do you go through the middle part? And how do you finish (laughs) it? Actually, we're sitting here with a huge snowstorm once again, looking out the window, sitting by our fireplace. You might hear some chomping. From, our, from Jasper, from Jasper the Golden Doodle. Who just got a new bone. And, <laughs> and uh, I can't take it away from him. So if you hear a chomp every once in a while, that'll be him. <laughs> that will be Jasper. Start to finish. This is a great topic. I um, The flow, getting in the flow of creating artwork. And how does that work? You and I are similar and different on this. Probably sure. a little more different than people might think. And I'm going to ask you, let's just start at the beginning. What are your first few thoughts? Well, first, what influences you? You know, what do you do? What do you, you know, is there things you want to do and you kind of shelf that and say, I'm going to do this? Sure, there's some of that going on. But a lot of times it comes from listening to music or or reading a word or seeing other art, which is rare for me anymore to be influenced by that. But it's, not, it's not. when I'm driving, I listen to music and these things just come into my head. So the first thing is the concept and what medium shall I use? Shall I use a drawing medium? Should I do, uh, you know, photo montage, which I've been really getting into? Or should it be some other medium that I have not worked on for a while? Sure. I want to get back just a little bit before you start talking about the different uh Uh, materials you're going to work with Um, you're driving in your car an idea comes to your mind what happens how do you catalog that do you trust yourself to remember that by the time you get back home do you have a system yes the system is to put it in my brain (laughs) (laughs) and to remember that uh I am getting older. I might have thought about some great stuff lately and just forgot about it. I don't know. <laughs> now, usually I I, uh, I write it down when I get home on something. And uh-huh. uh, um, once I get an idea, I'm very antsy to start it. I hardly yeah. ever shelve it. I have at times. Right. But then it seems a little less interesting to me. You know, you think about something a year ago, well, this was an exciting, you're a different person today. Absolutely. my my. So uh, how do you start out? Well, I, I collect thoughts usually when I'm right when I'm falling asleep or right when I'm waking up. That's when it'll happen. But I do. I am influenced by other artwork and looking at other artists. I'm heavily influenced by art books, going to museums. I go on a lot more art dates than you do i don't go with somebody else but i take my oh that's good i yeah (laughs) i take myself to museums and galleries i don't know (laughs) and that's based on that uh artist way that Mm. you know i've been on for over 20 years now and julia cameron's recommendation is to take yourself on an art date Mm -hmm. and take yourself alone because it just puts you with the artwork. And that's, that's very nurturing for me. It fills up my soul. I come back. I might uh, jump on Pinterest and start cataloging some ideas. A lot of times when I'm driving, I'll have my hands-free phone all hooked up, of course. And I will either think of something, hear something, and I will text myself. And that way I keep it in, in my radar. Right. Right. And, but some of these ideas, some of these uh, influences and topics hang around for quite a while and I'll put them on my whiteboard and they recur and recur over and over again. They become series. In other words, 
Well, in a, in a way, and I, I just posted some paintings I did 30 years or more on Facebook mm-hmm. as a challenge. And I was um, enlightened by the language of those pieces that are every bit valid to my work nowadays. I never shifted from that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it just comes natural, that particular language. I don't force a new language. I could even go farther, and and I, I it's still there to the point when I was a kid. I remember my dad saying to me, um, "I mean, you have your own style." I said, "What's he talking about? What's the style?" <laughs> and uh, well, that that made sense to me after thinking about it for a while. So yes, I did have my own style when I was eight, and here I am, sixty years later. <laughs> That's that's so true. That's so true. And, you know, that's that just that word style. Mm -hmm. And you tell me that I have a style. You've said that to me. And I'm like, man, sometimes I feel like I'm bouncing off the walls with different ideas. Mm -hmm. And how could it even happen that someone would look at that and say, well, Val, Val Allen did that because I'm bouncing around a lot. So. Talk to me a little bit more about how you identify that style. I know this is almost taking us in a different direction here, but it's still part of the starting. Well, it is because, uh, you know, my style is the nucleus of my style is nature taking back. Okay. That's the nucleus of my style. Mm -hmm. Uh, The semi-abstract and even lately getting more to the abstract it still speaks to that. Not in a sense, I'm going to do another nature takes back. Mm-hmm. My mind is programmed to think that way, even if I don't uh, consciously think that way. When I look at it, I understand where that is. Do I ever go completely away from it? I would say probably not. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, with you, you're an abstractionist. You, you're exploring more. The way you put marks on there, the way you choose color, uh, the way you handle a brush, uh, the way you um, um, compose your piece. And uh, that's how your style is. It's, it's almost impossible, I think, for a working artist to completely get away from their style. And if they do, I am not sure. Well, I guess that's everybody's thing. Mm-hmm. I I... I can't really imagine it happening, you know. Well, right, because it's we're individuals. We all have our making uh, like routine, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, The same pressure with our hands and brushes. It's like handwriting pretty much. Mm -hmm. So that is going to shine through. Mm so I'm not going to worry about it. If I'm, I um, am definitely going to get not self-conscious about it. You know, if I would go up right now and start working on a piece and I start thinking about this conversation, I mm-hmm. think I'd stop because, <laughs> because yeah. uh, my mind isn't there. What is my style? Right. My ideas. What do I want to bring out from myself? What do I bring onto the world? Uh, you know, uh, th- that's what I want to do. And where that goes, I just let my subconscious do that. Right. That's some things my, my conscious too. So you see these things, they have that clue to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I like what I'm doing. So I, I don't have any, any envision, you know. Right. You still might be hearing the dog, but. <laughs> I'm it, hearing the dog a lot. Yeah, just, just think just of it as a is part a, of the conversation. Yeah, it's it's a it's a track for us, right? Metronome. Jasper's really we. It's so enjoyable right now, folks. I wish you could see it because the snow is really coming down, mm-hmm. and we're just tucked away and just enjoying ourselves, mm-hmm. having one of our coffee talks mm-hmm. conversations, and you know we're talking right now, starting starting a piece of artwork i'm i'm starting or i'm in a process with a commission now a commission for me i start completely different than when i'm just let loose on a on a canvas you, sure it's it's a different feeling uh it it's not completely stifling let's put it that way 
It can be enjoyable. This one is enjoyable for me because my client understands me, knows my style, knows kind of what they're getting. Mm -hmm. And that's about the only way I can do a commission is for the, the other person to really buy in to my look, my way of doing things. And so it's, I'm excited. I'm excited to start this. It is started. Um, and just keep, keep continuing with it. Commissions with you. Is that a, is that a never situation? Oh no, it's not a never situation. It's how much you're going to pay me situation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because I'm going to, I'm going to deal with this for two or three months and it's not going to be my language really. Mm -hmm. Now, when I go back to, when I made a living doing portraits in Chicago and I would get a sitter it was it was the detail in drawing that harked back because i could see the aging process start even if that person was only 30 right and i would i would put that into their eyes and i would have to tell them that's i'm not going to make you look older but i'm going to try to cat capture your age at this particular time Mm -hmm. um so it was never kind of flattering portraits i just didn't get into that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and was there, yeah, you know, I did a child and I did a dog, of course, you know, there's exceptions to that rule. Um, and maybe if I look at them, that would, you know. Right, uh, right. Dogs were great to, to draw. <laughs> you know, they didn't complain, you know, they never had a problem with their nose being too many. That's they, right. You know, they don't and, talk back. And... No. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, no, I, I don't do commission, but there is the exception if it was really interesting to right, do. Right, right. But, you know, don't get a hold of me a week before Christmas. I don't do that type of stuff. Yeah, no. This The one that I'm working on right now, uh, I'm doing it, uh, the start part. We've already gone through where the client uh, sent me photos of uh, colors that they like, which makes total sense. Maybe a scene that they like. And then I started a private... Um, Pinterest board for the client and myself to share images. And so that becomes almost a mood board Mm -hmm. or I call it a concept board that I can go back to. I'm communicating through the process as well, which can lead to more success Mm -hmm. if they see kind of the step, step by step. The way that I'm working on this is my collage method. So that is very conducive to layers. So I can easily shift. I can shift gears midstream on this completely. But that's that's kind of a new way with this social media where we can share these ideas with each other. Well, you you speak of Pinterest and I've been doing Pinterest, I don't know, 10 years. I don't know. I think so. Uh-huh. Uh, and I have a lot of boards with different things, but I have art that moves me. Right. And there's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pieces in there. Uh, I look at it to, to feel. Yes. And when I feel, I want to feel that way with my work. Yes. Not use their style, not use this or that. It's, and people know that music is a, a muse to me. I want to feel like that music makes me feel mm-hmm. and then reproduce that to some extent into the visual arts. You know, if, if uh, our listeners out there, they can, they can look at our boards, all of our public boards, mm-hmm. you know, you have a board called art that moves me. I have a, a board called fire in the belly art. Mm-hmm. This is the art that really, really revs me up mm-hmm. and gets me inspired. I also have another board called inspiration. Mm-hmm. where I will catalog photos that inspire me, subject matter that inspires me. It could be as simple as a window with raindrops all over it, something like that. Or I'm, I'm fascinated with fog, scenes of fog, mm-hmm. because mystery is such a big deal in my work. Sure. Uh, what are some names of some of your boards that people might really enjoy? Oh, I don't know. There's so many, this there's is, so many folders and boards on there. Uh, oh, yeah. You've got a lot. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, when I was playing the guitar, I had a lot of guitars that interested me. I would mm-hmm. put into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was riding motorcycles, it was that. So it's not only about the visual arts. Bicycles are on there. Uh, so there's all kinds of stuff that music, again, I got mm-hmm. a whole lot of music stuff. 
I guess my point is, this is a good way for our listeners to learn a little bit more about us. Mm-hmm. Jump on Pinterest if you're into that and just check out our boards. It's yeah. it's it's really a glimpse into a personality of a person. Yeah. And my drawings are on there. Yes. And uh, yes. some of my iconographies on there. Mm-hmm. Not all of it. Some of my new montages on there. And uh, yeah, check that out. So we've started thinking, what is our, what is your second step? The second step. Yeah, we've got it. Got everything revved up. We've got everything collected. The second step. And for me, I can almost 100% guarantee you, it is an underpainting of pyro red, one of the most beautiful, brightest reds. Mm-hmm. I just get rid of the white of that canvas. That is my That's second step. Point. Yes, yes. And I would imagine you put that on there and then you free your mind to some extent. You do. It's It can be... Uh, I use a, a crazy little foam brush, you know, those dollar mm-hmm. foam brushes, pour out my pyro red. I use the fluid consistency mm-hmm. and I paint the edges as well. The whole thing's completely red. But as I'm doing that, you're the, you're moving your hand, you're starting to get in the groove and then to be blasted at the end with that powerful red. It's energizing. Mm-hmm. That color has energy. And with right. you, you're starting with the white. It depends on depends on uh, what you're talking about. If you're talking about my drawings, there's a different system completely than my iPhone and montage stuff. So, so let me start a little bit with the drawing. I have an idea. For instance, right now I'm starting uh, another tree drawing because I think it's time. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it. And so the other day we had a big snowstorm like today. And I went out during the snowstorm and found some, you know, just some composition. So for me, it's a concept. I want to draw a tree. And then I start out with composition. I don't necessarily look for something specific. I'll never find it if I did. I just let it surprise me. And I usually take about 100 photos with my iPhone uh, or my Sony camera, but I haven't used that. And I didn't use it this time. Um, so I took a whole bunch of photos and went through those photos and found what I like the most composition wise. Right. It's not, it doesn't say anything. Is there no narrative or anything like Mm -hmm. that? It's just about the way trees move. And, uh, I got rid of a lot of stuff, which you can do on Photoshop. I got rid of this branch, that branch. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do that while you're drawing, you know, I didn't have a Photoshop all my life obviously right right so then i just didn't put it in and so my second step is to to take that photo decide the size how how impactful will it be mm-hmm. and how much can i deal with it because i don't think i can draw something as big as i used to because of back problems so then uh, i take that photo and i put a grid on it especially with trees because you'd get lost and I order my substrate from Artboard in New York, mm-hmm. which is Arch's hot press board that's mounted on maple. It's a beautiful product. Yeah. And, uh, and I, right now I can't wait till it comes in so I can start. So you just ordered a big board, 30 I by did. 30, I believe. You yep. may have mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a nice size. They said 29 by three quarters. The 30 by 30, I'd have to wait for two weeks. I said 29 and three quarters is fine. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So they must have some board already, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of cut. So 20, that'll work. Yeah. That works. Yeah. And I call that an elegant substrate. You know, uh, some elegant substrates would be the uh, the arches, right? Hot, hot pressure using. Mm-hmm. Uh, another elegant substrate would be clay board, which I absolutely love mm-hmm. for mixed media work for paintings, the whole, the whole deal. It's just a substantial product that when you hand it over to your client or collector, you feel so confident that it's beautiful material. Now I don't always work with beautiful material. You know that I'm a collage artist. I'm using, you know, Starbucks boxes and all this stuff. But if I start with an elegant substrate, I feel feel good about it. I think that's a good point. You know, 
uh, a paper, you know, if you if you work on lousy paper, why would you put 100% of yourself into it? Yes, yes. You already don't like the paper. Mm-hmm. Have I done that? Yeah. I tried some different substrates and, you know, like right now I'm finishing a piece that's on a very slow substrate. It's taking me way, way too long. What is that substrate again you're working on? It's, uh, it's vellum plate. Vellum plate. Yeah. That was what I wanted to yeah. know. Yeah, and it's it's mainly for ink. Yes. But I did one before that that came out really nice. And I wanted to feel have that same feel. But anything bigger than a five by seven is will take know, forever. This has taken me four hundred hours, yeah. and it's just this small, abs, kind of abstract. It's drawing. beyond smooth, isn't it? It's just very. Uh, hard for detail, and mm-hmm. I mean, you get the detail, oh, but it just takes forever. Takes forever. Yeah. Is that mounted on board? No. Okay. No. Is it a, a, like a 300 pound? Uh, uh, yeah. It's, a, it, it's about, nah, maybe a little less than 140 pound. pound okay. It's Strathmore 400. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't, never say never, but I don't think, unless I do some very small piece, I don't think I'd use it again. It, mm-hmm. it takes three times as long. Well, you know, that doesn't mean that it's a, that is a pretty nice substrate to work on that vellum finish. It, it's perfect for what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I've also done drawings on clayboard. Yes. It does not yes. have a good mid-tone. It uh-huh. gets really dark. Uh, mid-tone's a little different. Uh, those paintings I'm showing on Facebook, those were all done by, by on clayboard. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I was working in Chicago at Goods of Evanston, and it was an art supply framing store. I was a manager of the framing side. And uh, Ampersand came in and asked me to do some tests on their board, which was uh-huh. kind of new at the time. Right, right. And that's kind of how it started. It really worked with my paintings. That's a wonderful company. It really is. I use um, their gesso board sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll use their encosti board. Uh, they have, of course, clay board, which is super smooth. Um, I'm going to keep talking. Armin's going to go let Jasper out for a minute. But uh, Ampersand, based in Texas, they cradle their boards so that you can then finish off the edges of the frame, or you can buy it strictly in a panel. But the one fun thing I like, and we're I'm kind of jumping to framing, but I just want to get this in before. Well, that's finished. No, I know, I know. Well, I'm put up. I I love their floater frames that they have out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come in the maple finish, which is like a gallery frame. The quality is so good. I, this is almost a, this is a commercial for Ampersand, isn't it? If they're out there listening, they may want to be one of our crazy sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we love their product. I love Ampersand. We uh, love it. You know, uh, Pantel. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So back to the middle, <laughs> to the middle ground. So where were we? You were taught, we were talking about what we're working on. So I have this red canvas, right? And then I go in with a very, very energetic charcoal drawing, big chunk of charcoal, like extra large charcoal, Mm. and just basically go for it. And sometimes that drawing I will then spray with an acrylic spray, but lately I've been going in with brushwork on top of the charcoal with a matte medium, and then it becomes completely painterly. The charcoal particles then basically become pigment mixed with that matte medium. And that I'm loving because I can do very wide swaths with my four inch brush. Well, I would imagine it's a bit like me finding a composition in the woods. You're finding a composition with your underpainting and underdrawing. Yes, exactly. And, you know, diagonals are huge. Breaking up the space is huge when I'm doing that. It sets the tone. That does not mean that that composition will be the final. It it's just keeps the, keeps the wheels turning. 
Yeah. Well, I work that way with my montage. I work from photographs I've taken and I simplify those photographs into just a composition. Mm -hmm. And then I lay a second photograph down and then I start, you know, telling a story with that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's completely surprising. It isn't with a tree drawing. I know what it's going to be like, hopefully. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good drawing. Mm -hmm. With the montage, I love that idea of finding things in there, you know. So. Uh, so when I do the montage, uh, and, and there's a group called Great Lakes Iphonography Group does some great work similar to what I do and different. They're all very great artists in that group. And it started out from Iphonography, which is a little different now. Iphonography uh, is, is not so much digital work as I'm working with right now. So uh, I've gone digital, but I... I have no intentions to go AI or artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. To me, that spoils the surprise. I'm not part of it. So everybody has to carry that on the way they, the way they want. Use that the way you want to use it. You uh, Artists can use it as a tool. You can use but just be aware of, yeah. of how you're using it. I have nothing positive to say about AI. Well, again, I would say to you, never say never. You never know when, who knows well, where this trend will take us, yeah. who knows. But um, yesterday I, I just returned from teaching a two day workshop. And so this idea of start to finish was way on my mind because the artists in the workshop were doing just that in a really accelerated rate going through the, the finish to end. and. I listened to them talking and I thought about this topic that we were going to do. And there's a lot of fear of the unknown when you're starting and getting into the middle ground of a painting. Yeah. So check out our um, podcast on courage. Um, Cur yeah. That, that, that answers a lot of those questions. But there's, there's a fear. I and mean, I could hear the apprehension. Uh, when I, when I teach, I, I demo right along with them. You know, I mm -hmm. show them the, that loose start and then what's the next step, Val? What's the next step? And then I go through the process with them step by step. But I I sometimes show a finished product right off the bat, but most times I hold the finished product back because I want everybody to have their own take on it. You show it in, in, in progress? I start one with them and okay. work through okay. it. So I've got a lot of, right. lot of. But you also work on independent work that's not necessarily teaching thing. So do you show those in progress or are those? I normally don't. Mm -hmm. No, no, I don't. And but we we don't show each other our works in progress much. No, we don't. Mm -hmm. No, we don't. But my point is with talking about the the artists working through in these classroom situations, um, there's a lot of pressure to feel like you have to land on it right then. OK, so now I'm back at my studio. And when I feel that pressure on me to have it looking perfect at every minute, I really, really have to just sit down and get that out of my head right then. Does that, I hope that makes sense. Oh, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, perfectionists probably um, kill their spirit because uh, you're not going to make it perfect and to stop when you think you've learned something mm -hmm. and then go to the next one. You've learned more. It's a chapter of your book mm -hmm. to make things perfect. You can always find more to do. Uh, no, I, I yeah, no. it's and to to your point, when you said that we rarely look at each other's work and process, and we've talked about that on the podcast before, rarely do we look at each other's work in, in progress because Armin, <laughs> when you meet Armin, OK, he oh, man, I, I love your work. I respect your art 100 percent. And but you can be a little intimidating in that because you do have very strong views on art. And so I feel that when I show my art to you, 
I need, it needs to be finished. It need I need to be all in confident, finished work. This is it, Armin, take it or leave it. This is my painting finished. I know not to show an unfinished piece of artwork to you because it, it can, uh, it can really rock my, my process. Right. I'm a process painter. Mm-hmm. And that means I don't know the end until it's there. So I don't want and that I've process. And I've learned the right. hard way not to do yeah. that. But we do sometimes say, once, once you know, if there's something you missed tweaking. here. Do you have any yeah. ideas and things mm-hmm. like that? And But, I, you know, you interrupt somebody's creative and thinking process and you know what you're doing and somebody interrupts that and you oh. should do this. Now, I critique my classes yeah yeah but i don't usually critique their thought process it might be something uh you know if you could put a line here you know i'm big Mm -hmm. on composition you know and flow and all those kinds of things but i don't critique people's concept Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that it's hard well it's 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 not what i do you know well and a critique a true critique i feel should be finished work you know the artist is finished let's let's have this but i always preface that i'll say to the artist is this finished a lot of times well no i said okay bring it back when it's finished we'll talk about it then if we're casually talking about work in a workshop of course total different story Mm -hmm. everybody's still in process and i remind them hey everybody we are process painters the process will lead to our finished product And that's very freeing. Mm -hmm. The other interesting thing I learned, again, from a a student, an artist taking the workshop is I have them come up with three words that guide them, kind of their tagline or their motto and hers. And you've heard it before, permission to play. And as a process painter, to remind yourself that will free you. There's, you know, permission to play. There are no mistakes. Go for it. Mm -hmm. So that that plays into my middle ground when I'm working on a piece of art. When I start right. feeling like, oh, man, then I just go, OK, Val, go play. Well, you know, I, I have learned a lot from you, uh, and that's really showing up in my digital montage, mixture of drawings. I actually take photos of drawings. I don't want to get too much into that. Maybe that'll be a podcast for another day. But, uh, um, you know, when I critique somebody's work, and it's done, I usually tell them, don't change it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take that to the next piece yeah. and change it. It's good the way it is, but here's a little bit of an improvement. But, you know, you can go on and on with that. So uh, right. I critique my own work that way. Mm-hmm. I have to stop at some time, and it's not when it's perfect. Right. got to keep going on. You got to keep rolling. Yeah. What so I, my, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, what I started doing, even as I'm working on this commission, I started another painting with that. So I'm working at two at once because because I feel like, hey, I'm in the thought process. I've got the materials here. Let's really delve into this. Also, I'll usually have two to three, the same size, working right along in tandem, Mm -hmm. triplet with each other. Sure. And uh, boy, that gets some work done there. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the drawing process. How does that yeah. go? Uh, my style is certainly different than the academic style. I, mm-hmm. I work, I used to work, you know, 99% done in one corner and just move down and that. Now I work more 85% down and I go back into it. But I don't draw the whole thing out. I just draw from whatever it could be the top, the bottom. Uh, that's because I know they're going to take a long, long time and I'm not a very patient person. So I set myself a goal to get a little painting, a little drawing done every day. So I go out to the studio um, with with, the, with Jasper, uh, listen to a movie behind me and create a little area that I call a piece of art that day. Mm-hmm. And if that's 90% there, I'm happy. I'll take a photo of it and study it from my, from my uh, iPhone and that gives me my next day's quote unquote assignment, which area I want to work on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I know that for me, when I'm working, 
And I'm talking the middle area where as a process painter, that could be complete chaos, you know, Mm -hmm. and you might, it's what I call the ugly zone. You have to get it ugly to get back again. And I have a chair that I sit in. And at that point, I'm probably half painting, half sitting and looking back and forth. And sitting there, people might say, well, that's, that's wasting time. It is valuable time to just sit and look at the work when you're almost halfway through to make plan your steps. Like you're saying, you're giving yourself an assignment for the next day. I'm sitting there looking at it. And a lot of times the best thing will be pack it in for that day and leave and come back fresh in the morning. I, I certainly don't think not being actively working is a waste of time in any way mm-hmm. because part of that is the thought process. Yes. And you think and you think, you look again and you think, uh, you know, I I don't even understand how that would happen, that it would be wasting somebody's time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Now, if you find yourself making excuses not to work, right? you got to live with that. Yes, that's true. And that can happen for sure. You know, life can throw you some curveballs and there are times. Mm -hmm. I mentally woke up this morning thinking, oh, it's Monday. Monday, let's go. And if I find myself, if I can start out Monday really accomplishing a lot of things, it makes the rest of my studio week go so Mm -hmm. smooth. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're recording on Monday, folks. Now, you know, um, no, we usually don't. We're a little late. <laughs> we're just, a, yeah, it's I mean, coming out on time but, a workshop because I was away all weekend. But right. uh, yeah. so now you're getting toward the end of your artwork, you know, the final steps. Uh, any any routine at that point or is it? How do you know? Well, you get that question. When do you know you're finished? The tree pieces, of course, uh, they take between, oh, I'd say the fastest I've done one was maybe 300 hours. And the longest I've ever taken on a drawing was uh, 2,000 hours. So when it's getting down towards the end, I start looking at things that, that need to go away that bother the composition. And I might get rid of it completely or lighten that down, or I use a shape pencil to darken little areas and things like that. Once I get to that point, I see the end coming up and I don't know the day that I'll be done, but when I get it done and I correct some things, Mm -hmm. but I see some small things, I leave them Yeah, because I got it then it's done by that time. You know, I've had it with the piece too. Right. So, you know, it's like, oh my God, I've, I've spent a thousand hours looking at this. Yeah. You know, so it is time we're in the middle of it. In the beginning, I'm really excited. Yeah. In the middle of it, I'm I'm still excited, but getting worn out. And towards the end, I'm really worn out. And then I have to <laughs> get a new idea and be excited again. Then I look at the drawing maybe a month later and uh-huh. I get excited again. Right. And you get that excited. It doesn't again. always happen. A yeah. couple of times in my life, it didn't happen that way. <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, it's kind of like having a house guest in a way where the first few days are like party. And then <laughs> don't they have a thing about <laughs> and, fish and stuff. And then, yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, I'm trudging into the studio. OK, to be with my painting guest again and finally it's like okay you are ready to move on painting so artists have to be a bit loners i think think so too i think you have to enjoy your own company yeah i think you have to whatever you want to use when to listen to music if you want to watch tv or show like this like you know Mm -hmm. uh and uh you know and i do all of that you know Mm -hmm. Um, so i i enjoy the process but it's it's awfully tedious now with the iphone stuff it's a surprise every every five minutes mm-hmm. and so yeah. i'm finding different way of i mean it's, it's a celebration throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean each one of those work you know maybe 10 percent. the rest of them go into what, I, what we call a morgue to work on another day 
Yeah. And I find it very helpful, very helpful for me. I don't know if it's true for you, but I love um, being parts of artist communities and, and listening to artists. Uh, that helps me as I as I'm winding down and it may energize me again in the middle of a painting by listening to someone who, who may have a similar struggle who, or maybe found a solution for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I listen to podcasts a lot when I'm traveling. Uh, one I want to recommend is called learn to paint. Now that sounds very elementary, but it is not. She brings on artists, um, and they tell their process. Mm -hmm. So that's energizing for me to listen to. The other one, of course, is Art Juice with uh, Louise Fletcher and uh, Alice Sheridan. So when I'm back there in my chair, looking at the painting, it's almost finished. I'm kind of listening to background like that. And it just it just keeps me going, keeps me energized. Yeah, I listen to one, All Things Metallica. Ah, okay. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> I, you know, you and I are a little different. We are that. different, uh, yeah. I no longer go over to museums very much. Uh-huh. It's something that I really didn't, never enjoyed. I don't know why. Uh, especially once I went to all the museums that I could. Man, now, if I would go to Europe, the Louvre, of course, I'd go there. But at the same time, I feel when I'm looking at all that stuff, I feel guilty, guilty. that I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know, and I wonder, you know, looking at uh, whoever, Manet, if they uh -huh. went around and looked at a lot of art because they were inventing it. They were out there doing it. Right? You know, and I, I do love to go to museums, yeah. but I go for short visits, mm -hmm. maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And if it's a huge museum, I'll go to one wing and that's, that's it. Yes. It's, you get saturated so quickly, Yeah. but uh, travel for me is a big adventure leads a lot to my painting style mm -hmm. travel. Not so much for you. We are definitely kind of opposite. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but that's, obviously that uh, works. Let's know, put it. Yeah. Uh, I am not a big fan of traveling even anymore. And although I get the itching to go to Europe, I like to go to England and, and, and to France. Ooh, and, and yes. Like that's that. on the radar. So, uh, but I'm not, you know, one of these people that wants to go to the, the Caribbean and to, to, to Florida and Mexico, <laughs> nothing against those places. So, uh, but I just don't have time to mess with that stuff. I did a lot of that when I was young. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't really need to. So yeah, start to finish. I'm I'm excited. I have an online class coming up and it's called Concept to Creation, which is just another way of saying mm -hmm. start to finish. It's going to be a two-day deal, a March 22nd and 23rd, a Wednesday and a Thursday evening, Eastern time, 6 to 8.30. So if you have a couple of evenings, uh, the week, uh, March 22nd and 23rd, we will go through this process of coming up with concept uh, and then the next day starting of starting and finishing a painting. Mm -hmm. So you have something coming up. Yeah, this weekend at the Atelier School of Art in Royal Oak, I'm teaching an in-person class on contour drawing. It's two days from 10 to 4, Saturday and Sunday. And I believe, and people who've taken my contra drawing class, I believe that's really where you start with your that's composition mm -hmm. and free yourself up, but yet really learn to see and learn to look. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's spine contour, closed contour, open contour, and other types of contour drawing. Uh, so if you're interested, I'm going to be teaching it this weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to be there, so I have to leave the house. So yeah, he's yeah, gonna be. Crazy, I'll get a lot done. Crazy stuff. March fourth and fifth. I'm mm -hmm. marking my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually. I taught there this past weekend. Atelier School of Art. They're they're they uh, listen to the podcast. We appreciate mm -hmm. that. So hi to all you folks down there listening. And it's a beautiful facility. Oh, yes. uh, when we were there yesterday, everybody said, "Can we just move in here?" I mean. We would have a community lunch in their dining room. It's beautiful. Yeah, if you'd like to join up there and you live in that area, it's well worth it. 
Uh, Todd Burroughs, who's a director, uh, is an amazing artist and teacher. And then Ashley, I'm sorry, Ashley, I don't remember your Marawa. name. Marawa? I hope I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> Ashley Marawa. <laughs> she's, she, she's incredible how much she works, how much she puts into that. And, and, and I am so fond of all the teachers that teach there. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah. Todd says he hires the best. Uh, and I think he does. So, yeah, uh, down there in Royal Oak in Detroit, just mm-hmm, a nice, mm-hmm. fun neighborhood. And boy, you just get pampered in there with the studio space. Yeah. The sinks, <laughs> I didn't know I could love a sink so much, but the sinks, if I ever build a studio, we are going to have a sink that is about two feet deep, right? And three sections, all stainless steel. That's my dream. Mm-hmm. I'm dreaming about sinks right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get right on that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> okay, great. Well, so now let's talk a little about the finished product. When yeah, I know it's finished. Right. Uh, I usually frame it right away, keep it safe. And for me, it doesn't, the The art is not done when the, without the presentation. Yes, yes. So I like to frame it and then I enter shows. Uh Best thing, of course, is then to sell it to somebody who loves it. That's, that's a big thrill for me to see. Oh, isn't that the best? Yeah. And uh, then it's off and back to start. And back to start again. Yeah. And I, I have a trio of words that that I guide me. It's process, produce, and then present. So, of course, the presentation, like you said, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, before I get to that point, I I live with it couple of days at least overnight and then and you know what i also do and this is not a good habit to get into folks i work a lot by deadlines uh, deadlines are my adrenaline so yeah we're that's not the best on, we're, we're different, different there that, uh, we're different there but i will impose self deadlines and i'm pretty conscious of meeting them yeah. and some of them are a drop dead deadline with what I'm doing, something that needs to be entered into a show. That's not the best feeling, but I get energized by that little bit of pressure. And I feel that my self deadlines keep me moving forward. Yeah. But uh, I, when I think I'm getting close to finished, walk away from the studio, lock the door, sleep, go back, open the door and boom, if it hits me and it's all finished, yeah. good to go, ready to framing. And my deadline is I'd like to get it done this year. Yeah, you'd like to get it done this year. You know, <laughs> um, deadlines are odd. I, I've, I've done some illustration stuff because if there's a deadline coming, you might take shortcuts. Yes. Uh, yeah. You might not put the, put in there what you really want to put in mm-hmm. there. And it takes my language and what I've developed. And weakens it to some extent. Yeah, uh, you actually thrive on it. You, you. I don't know if that's you know, a, the best habit in the world. If, but you, if you I make, have too art, long, if so I have too works. long, yeah, I, I wreck it. I yeah, mean, I totally to wreck death. it. Noodle it to death, yeah. or, or you know, stylize it too much, mm-hmm. or lose it, lose the freshness. So, yeah, I need a little bit of a guiding yeah. time period. So um, maybe I, at some point we'll do an, uh, a podcast about presentation and framing. Sure. I you think know, that I don't would know be when fun. that will be. Yeah. But I Keep find I find as a as a curator at the Midland Center for the Arts and as a teacher for 50 years and as an artist. I don't think people think enough of that. Mm-hmm. And they, they work really hard and it's a beautiful piece and they put a bad frame mm-hmm. on and bad mat on it. And it actually takes away. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah. oh, I don't want to spend the money. You know, you, you put, you know, 50 hours in it, you don't want to spend the money to right. make it look good, you know, and it's, you know, really. Yeah. You know, we've, there's alternatives. It's, so, so, right. So that would be a fun, fun topic. Uh, and speaking of topics, uh, you all know that you can get a hold of us via Facebook, Instagram, through our podcast. Please let us know some topics. Oh, that would be great. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, yeah. And, and please tell somebody about this podcast. It's been, yeah. it's been successful. We've, you know, we're in our, in our, 
43rd one right now. Uh, we stayed much longer in the podcast business than most people have, and we're not we're not going to go away. Uh, but we would like to uh, get some sponsors and also get get people to talk about it, and and uh-huh. and, and people do. Oh yeah, people do. Email it's all word of mouth. It's yeah. just fun. Podcasts yeah. are fun, yeah. especially if you travel a lot. Yeah. And we do have a wonderful sponsor, Golden Apple Studio and Residency. So I'm going to give my shout out to them right now. And I'm going to be heading back there this summer. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to that because I'll be getting ready for a big fall show um, at an organization here that I'll keep you all posted on. But uh, they talk about beautiful setting wonderful studios they have nice sinks too so shout out for the sinks for them and i I didn't know you were in the sinks i know now you know that now you know and you know you're pampered your food the meals the conversations they're huge community art people and so that we have topics for our conversations every night that we're there and i just enjoy it so much Mm-hmm. And I encourage you, they are now taking applications for 2024. You're in down East Maine, right on the coast, rocky, rocky coast. And think about it. Plan ahead. It takes yeah, a little planning. We both did it this year and had a great time. Right. And produced some uh, interesting works. I'm so looking um, forward to getting back there. Yeah. And then maybe the year after that. Then we'll both uh, go back again. Yeah. So it's wonderful. Well, everybody, it's been wonderful to share this snowy afternoon with you and hope you enjoyed our back and forth banter. Yeah. And Armin, any closing thoughts from you? Any? No, not really. Uh, yeah. I just everybody make art, make art more than talk about it, I guess. Make art more than talk about it. There you know, we go. I think that's a, that's a, yeah little thing that's, and that's uh, a nice guiding um, again we i'm seeing nothing but huge snowflakes right now <laughs> so i teach a class in bay city today i think i might have to cancel that well we'll take it day by day yeah. well enjoy your week everyone and we will uh, keep us posted yes thank you for listening uh-huh. bye now bye-bye thank you for listening you can find our past and future episodes at anchor.fm, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook page, Art Ladders, The Creative Climb with Valerie Allen and Armin Mersman. Special thanks to our producer, Taylor Kramer of Cold Shower Media. And check out our websites, ValerieAllenArt.com, ArminMersman.com. Stay creative, stay curious, And we'll see you next time.